Today, we continue our discussion of gothic literature on my podcast, Camped Out with a Book. As I record this episode, I am at home. We canceled school because there was a storm and so it is rainy and dark and gray and really gloomy outside, which makes it a perfect day to continue talking about gothic literature. Today we're going to talk about main idea and theme within the genre of gothic literature, but also specifically in Dr. Heidegger's Experiment by Nathaniel Hawthorne, which is an example of American Gothic lit. And I think it's going to be a really good episode. So let's get started. You know exactly. So just to review, the difference between theme and main idea is that theme is universal and main idea is specific. So your main idea is a one sentence summary of what happened in whatever specific story or book or poem or whatever it is that you read. It will have specific character names in it, maybe even specific location names in it. It can only apply to that book or story. The theme on the other hand is universal, which means that it can apply to many different books Um, It's going to be like a moral or a message that several authors might be trying to explore or deliver with their work. And sometimes you will hear it um, state that a theme is good versus evil or man versus himself or even something as simple as love. There are tons and tons of books and poems and movies and you know, things written about those themes. Whereas with main idea, if I say the main idea is that a man dressed in a bat suit protects Gotham City from crime, what story I'm talking about. There can be no other. You know who I'm talking about and what book it is, and it is very specific to just that comic book or movie or whatever you want to say Batman is. Whereas Batman explores themes in good versus evil, in anti-heroes. There's themes of secret identities, of dark pasts, of mental illness. There's lots of different universal themes that Batman treats, but that character and that story or movie is only one of many, many, many that treat those same themes. However, he's the only one with the main idea that a man in a bat suit protects Gotham City specifically. You feel me on this? Theme and main idea. Really difficult to understand for a lot of middle schoolers. I'm going to be real with you. It was very difficult for me to understand all throughout school, like high school, even college. Um... So I just want to keep breaking that down for you and reviewing it with you. Theme is universal. Main idea is super specific. Potion, using chemistry, creates a medicine, an elixir, that he can take and transform himself into 
some common themes in Gothic literature are things like dreams and nightmares. Um, a lot of Gothic lit has themes in um, and about science. So it could be man versus science or like science versus morality. There are lots of different Gothic novels that where people get themselves in trouble by taking science too far. Um, so for example, in Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein goes too far with science because he creates human life. So he's like playing God, which is a religious problem, right? Like, especially in Victorian times, people definitely would have seen that as being horrifying and just downright wrong, um, maybe even evil. So Dr. Frankenstein uses science to create human life, which doesn't really work out because it creates a monster and, you know, that's a problem. <laughs> um, in Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, Dr. Jekyll creates a, a different person, but it's still him. It's just his dark side. So he goes from being his normal, good Dr. Jekyll self, and he transforms into Mr. Hyde, who is his dark side or his shadow side and who does all the things that you really shouldn't be doing, but that deep down Dr. Jekyll wants to. So science go, you know, he uses science in a bad way. And the reason why science is a really important and frequent theme in Gothic literature is because in the Victorian era, science was making a lot of progress. People were figuring out how to do all kinds of things with science. And whenever something is new, it's really scary. And so people were worried about what well, all these scientists and doctors, like, what are they going to do with this newfound information? What's going to happen to us? Um, and if you pay attention to movies and books that come out now, authors and writers do the same thing now. They um, discuss and explore things that are new to us and that scare us. So if you think about something like um, any movie or book you've ever read where robots uh, take over Earth and become, you know, like authorities over human beings, that's because artificial intelligence and robots and computers are a thing that is growing and progressing. And um, we have computers that think for themselves. And that's scary for people because they don't want computers to take over the world. That would be bad. So that's a frequent thing. Or if you notice how many books and movies are about viruses and pandemics and outbreaks, that is a scary thing. Um, we're kind of living through it right now with the COVID pandemic. And for, you know, years that has been a frequent theme in our books and movies. So Victorians were just doing the same thing. They were just exploring and thinking about um, like the worst case scenarios that could happen in science and all these new things that 
um, scientists were figuring out. So H.P. Lovecraft, who can be considered a writer of um, gothic fiction, in 1945, he is quoted as saying, the oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear. And the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown. And he said this in an article um, talking about supernatural horror in literature. Um, Gothic lit, when it was in its day, in Victorian times, it was very popular, but it was very popular among the working class, which was considered the lower class. Um, they would publish short stories and things in these magazines that they called Penny Dreadfuls. That's actually where the Netflix show gets its name. And so it wasn't seen as being like a sophisticated high class form of literature. Um, and a lot of people in that day considered people like Edgar Allan Poe and H.P. Lovecraft to be like vulgar or below a serious writer. Um, which is so interesting because now to this day, they remain very popular. Um, Edgar Allan Poe specifically is taught, you know, throughout public education. He's considered to be a significant uh, poet. So Lovecraft was kind of defending himself by saying the oldest and strongest emotion of humans is fear. And the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown. And he continued on by saying these facts, few psychologists will dispute and their truth must establish for all time, the genuineness and dignity of the weirdly horrible tale as a literary form. So he was defending Gothic literature to the people who said that it was bad to be simple about it. And he was saying like, no, this is a true art form. It, um, it explores things that all people for all time have felt and have worried about and have been affected by. And so he's saying like, we need these scary stories to help us understand and work through our experience with fear and fear of the unknown, which kind of ties back to why science would have been a very significant theme in Gothic literature. So with that being said, let's talk about Dr. Heidegger's experiment by Nathaniel Hawthorne, who is an American writer. The main idea will have to be a one sentence summary that includes character names and um, specifics. So I'm not gonna tell you the main idea of Dr. Heidegger's experiment because that's something I want you to be able to do. But the main idea is a one sentence summary of the short story. Tell me the most important thing that the story is about. What basically happens if you were explaining this story to someone who had never read it before? The themes in Dr. Heidegger's experiment, there are several as with any book or story, but I wanna talk about science 
in Dr. Heidegger's experiment. So Dr. Heidegger finds a magic potion of sorts. It's water from the fountain of youth, right? And this is not necessarily medicine. It's actually a little bit more magical or mystical because this comes from a fountain in the ground and it transforms his friends, right? But if you really read at the beginning of the story where it is talking about the setting and talking about who Dr. Heidegger is and what his office is like, there are many details that are, that would be normal to have in a doctor's office or a scientist's office. Um, but then there's other things in there, like a book, this strange book that is said to have, you know, all sorts of kind of like magic powers. So I think that Hawthorne is kind of equating or mixing the idea of magic and supernatural with the idea of science. And so maybe to him, those two things are similar or go hand in hand. Maybe he feels like Dr. Heidegger crosses boundaries or crosses lines with science and moves into more of the supernatural while still calling them experiments. A theme in Dr. Heidegger's experiment is definitely science or mystical science or magic. I'm kind of like riffing here, like I'm talking this through out loud, um, just like I want you to do when you are thinking about a book that you've read and I ask you what's the theme. I want you to kind of play with it and toy with it in your head. Like, what could the themes be? There's definitely some magic in there mixed with science because he didn't create the water. Um, he was given it. Um, and it came from a fountain in the ground. So not necessarily science, but he calls it an experiment and he treats it as if he's giving these people medicine and then observing their reactions, right? That people don't change. Another part of Dr. Heidegger's experiment is that he wants to see what these four people who have previously made some pretty shady decisions in their lives, let's say, um, they were not phenomenal examples of good character or good decision making. He wants to see if they have a chance to do it all over again. Would they do the same thing? Do people change? Do people learn from their mistakes? Or are we pretty much who we are? So this is kind of a question and an idea that Hawthorne is playing with and discussing and exploring with this short story. And so if you like it when themes are more of like a solid moral or message, then you could say that a theme for Dr. Heidegger's experiment is or that people don't learn from their mistakes. Or you could word it as if, if you're learning a lesson from Dr. Heidegger's experiment, then the moral might be that people should learn from their mistakes. Or maybe 
that you shouldn't waste your second chances. That would be a really good one. So as you can see, there are lots of different ways that you can word or come up with the theme, but it has to be universal. So the theme cannot be Dr. Heidegger's friends don't learn from their mistakes because that would only apply to Dr. Heidegger's experiment. The theme has to be universal. So it has to be that people in general should learn from their mistakes. Do you see what I'm saying here? It has to be something that can be applied to many different books. So I would like you to leave me a message telling me a one sentence main idea of Dr. Heidegger's experiment. I hope this helped you understand theme and main idea a little bit better. I hope it helped you better understand where the Victorians were coming from when they were, you know, interested in these really creepy, weird things. They were not total freaks. <laughs> they were just normal people with normal fears who were looking for a way to think about those fears and maybe even who were looking for a way to escape their lives, the hard part of their lives through some adventure and fantasy stories, right? So, um, I hope you are loving Gothic Lit so far. And I can't wait to talk more about it with you in Zoom or in the classroom. I will see you there.